change because it's time to play this is club sega with i need fruit Do it, baby. 
Sega. It's your one-stop coin-up spot for all your arcade needs. I am your host, I Need Fruit, and man, it is good to be back. Um, hello, hi, yeah, welcome to the show. Jeez, it's been what two weeks? Two weeks since I haven't done a show. Um, I did actually pre-record a show, but uh, <laughs> I discovered today that dragging it onto a folder and just kind of leaving it there is not uh, the way the internet works because you have to upload stuff you know you have to upload it to the internet you just can't you know do something and go okay that's on the internet now anyway so we actually do have an extra episode which I'm going to call the lost episode and uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that yet might do a little treasure hunt or I might just whack it on the media page and you guys can check it out as a podcast whatever I feel it's a bit lame or self-indulgent to to make a pre-recorded show a prize of some sort but we'll we'll see we'll see what happens anyway how are you guys uh, it's good it's good to be here good to be back um oh i need to be louder i can, I can be louder i can do that here we go uh yeah do let me know about my levels and stuff guys like i say it's been a while so you know i'm uh I'm a bit uh a bit rustier all this uh <laughs> this radio lark um, talking of radio, yes, this is a radio show, so if you want to get in contact with us or come and join the chat, then you can do so by going to radiose.ga forward slash discord, or if you want to just um, shout at me across the internet, then you can at Radio Sega on Twitter, or, um, <laughs> yeah, why not? You can also email me, I guess, at clubsegashow at gmail.com, uh, go proper old school, I guess. Um, <laughs> Yeah, email me, that'd be great. Um, so, what have we got in store for you guys tonight? Well, obviously, loads of great arcade music, as well as talking about one of my favourite arcade games ever. Uh, one that means a lot to me and is very close to my heart, Virtual Fighter Five. Um, and we also have um, some interesting topics to talk about. Uh, generally, more the evolution of the arcade and where it is going nowadays there are these new uh, things popping up around different countries called interactive theatres which seems like a kind of hybrid evolution of the arcade um, something <laughs> something uh, you know something interesting where you can sit in, in a, like a, a theatre and play with your friends on a huge screen or you can run around with light guns and haptic feedback drip, um, kind of <laughs> haptic feedback what are they called vests there you go and um, shoot each other or shoot pretend zombies. So we'll be talking about that a bit later. Uh, interactive theatres. That's right, yeah. Um, I'll also be asking you guys, what do you think about um, these interactive theatres? And what do you think the pros and cons are? Uh, I'll give you a couple of my pros and cons later on in the show. Um, but for now, let's crack on with some music, shall we? Considering we're a music show. And uh, we got a, a nice chip tune to kick things off. This is from Super Monaco GP. Uh, this is from the C64, actually. Uh, but I heard this today and I was like, man, yep, yeah, let's whack this one in. So I um, hope you enjoy this one. Good old-fashioned chip, chip tune right here. This is um, Super Monaco GP BMG01. You are listening to Club Sega right here on Radio Sega.
Wow. Um, yeah, that's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> you know, as a Sega fan, you spend some of your time, well, a fair bit of your time, I guess, um, reminiscing about old times, the 90s or whatever, um, early 2000s, and then every now and again you're reminded of just how weird and messed up that time was as well. <laughs> Can you imagine a soft drinks company nowadays going, you know what, I want our drink to be personified in a character and put in a video game. Let's do that. That seems like a, a sensible thing to do with our money. But there you go. <laughs> what you get there is a, a four minute, four second theme song about Pepsi. So um, I don't know about you, I'm getting thirsty. I might have to go and pour myself uh, the superior soft drink coca-cola <laughs> uh, no i don't want to, let's not get into a debate of pepsi and coke in the chat room please please or, or do you know whatever i'm not fussed um so there you go that was the first block of music um two chip tunes and then one shameless corporate promotion for a soft drink uh of course we played you the pepsi man theme song from fighting vipers okay don't ask me and uh, then before that, Crackdown, uh, Crackdown BGM1, and then before that, the C64 version of BGM1 from Super Monaco GP. All right, all right, all right. We are moving along, at nice, nice, steady pace. Um, I will talk a bit about um, the interactive theatres, but looking down, I think, yeah, we've got time, got time. So I have a little self-indulgent mode um, moment and just say that um, I've been on holiday for two weeks uh, I went to Italy and um, I know what you're thinking did I play any arcade games and the answer is of course no <laughs> because I couldn't find any uh, apparently there's none in Rome uh, who would have thought but there was one in Milan which was way too out of my way you know I'm, I'm a fan of the arcade but you know if I travel all the way to Milan just to go to an arcade I think people would start asking questions. So, yes, um, I'm just checking this show's still running because we cut out at the um, start. Oh, apologies for the start of the show, by the way, that cut out. We played you at the top, Get Me Power, from Initial D Arcade Stage, for those who are wondering. But, yeah, um, apparently they've got a video game museum in Rome, which I didn't actually check out, but I was looking at pictures of it when I got home, which is never a good idea because you're like, oh, I missed out on this. But, yeah, very cool. They, um... They have a couple of Street Fighter 2, some Tekken Tag, and some King of Fighters cabinets in this museum. But it's more of a museum like you walk around and they have like, you know, pristine uh, Famicoms and, and PlayStation 1s and all sorts, you know. So yeah, uh, interesting. I know that uh, there's a place in London that is a similar kind of museum-esque. You can walk around and see old consoles like still running. And I know there's definitely for sure one in New York. I can't remember the name of it. That's the big one. They also give out awards. Someone someone remind me if you know what I'm talking about. Um, the, the thing. Oh, Music Clues just posted Sega Burn Too Many Bridges with Saturn says X exact. Uh, Peter Moore, I believe that is, from IGN. Ooh, be careful with IGN and Sega News. Ooh, ooh. Uh, especially with a massive Sonic thumbnail on that. You see IGN and a Sonic thumbnail, you get triggered a bit nowadays, see. Um, yeah, so I had a wonderful holiday, and apologies for missing out that show, but um, that makes this show the 49th show, which means next week is our big 5-0, the big 50, and I, I have plans, I have things that I'm working out um, to do that. So if you are, if you enjoy Club Sega, or if you enjoy live shows in general, then be sure to tune in next week 
where we'll have an extra special episode of Club Sega. Uh, we'll have giveaways, competitions, uh, maybe some sort of you guys getting me to do a dare or something. I don't know what I'm thinking of. I have these ideas in my head and, you know, sometimes they just turn into vapour and fly out my ears. And sometimes they stick. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Anyway, we had a chiptune batch at first with a Pepsi Man <laughs> end. Let's chill out a bit. Let's just relax because, you know, first show back after a while. Let's let's find our footing and, and get to the groove of things. When we come back, we'll talk about interactive theatres. Uh, and I'll drop a couple links in the chat room um, near the end of this talk bed so you guys can check out what the heck I mean by interactive theatres. But for now, let's chill out, shall we, with a lovely rendition of Last Wave. This is the 1996 arrange from Outrun on the Saturn. You're listening to Club Sega right here on Radio. Thank you. 
one-stop coin-op spot for all your arcade needs. Welcome to Club Sega. <laughs>
love that track so much. Um, that was Pounding Pavement, the unplugged version from Daytona USA, a arranged version. Um, before that, we played you Beyond the Galaxy, another arranged version. Oh my god, we should have called this the arranged block, because that was from Galaxy Wars 2. And we played you a arranged version of Last Wave 1996 from Outrun the Saturn version. Cool, okay, so let's have a little chat about what I was talking at the top of the show, what I called interactive theatres. I say what I called, what everyone at the moment is calling interactive theatres. Oh, sounds are low again. Let's try and sort this all out. There we go. There we go. Should be alright now. Um, sorry, like I say, I'm rusty. I'm not used to all this uh, radio stuff, you know? Crazy. Um, so, I'll, I've dropped a couple links into the Discord. I'll do it again. Uh, it's worth watching at least the uh, YouTube videos on the landing pages there, just to give you a sense of what these guys are selling. And I'm not necessarily wanting to promote these guys, uh, just to chat a bit about the idea of these kind of spaces where you can go and pay as a group and play some kind of interactive games, uh, VR experiences. So, um, or not, as the case may be. I'll, um, let me have a look. Um, so I, I was looking at uh, the first, or the second link actually, oh, still a bit low apparently. Let me turn myself up like that. There we go. Hopefully that's a bit better. Um, yeah, cool. So uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about was Fireshark Studios kind of travelling truck thing. Uh, it's a large scale interactive theatre, um, as they call it. And it actually, um, it's actually not like a light gun game, like the other one I posted up there, uh, what was it called? Um, the other one that I posted, something like Zero Latency, which are, they're based in Melbourne, but they're actually opening one up in Japan as well. Um, yeah, this one's interesting, because you sit down on a bench and they kind of hand out uh, modified Xbox 360 controllers. You can have 16 players, um, 8 um, sitting, and then 8 standing behind them and they compete in these kind of death matches um, uh, one, there's, there's two games for this, one's called Mech Mayhem which is like a twin stick shooter robot like face down game um, and what's cool is the entire room you're sat in is a screen so you can look down and like the, the seat you're sat on is like a screen as well so it's all like it looks like you're floating above the kind of battleground um, and yeah, so there's six on six um, kind of twin stick shooting action for one of those. And the other one is Rift Heroes, which is kind of like a Smash Bros. ripoff, uh, Smash Bros. sci-fi kind of thing. Um, so a fighting game with percentage rather than health bars, uh, a bit more of a kind of party uh, game than a fighting game. Um, and yeah, it, um, it has a 20 by 8 inches enclosure. It's a 20 by 8 inch enclosure and uses projection mapping to turn on its angled walls and floor into a giant screen. That's what I just said. While scoreboards sit on the other side of the players. Uh, Mech Mayhem's top-down action looks good on the wraparound screen. Rift Hero's side-on arena takes on a three-dimensional form that attempts to make you feel like you're floating in space. So that's the first one I wanted to talk about, this kind of idea of uh, like a travelling truck you can rent out, you can always, is kind of travelling around and uh, in fairgrounds, carnivals or, or kind of event places, whatever. This kind of idea of going to a public space, I guess, that's the kind of thing I was thinking about. You travel to a public space and you play a video game 
with your friends or potentially six friends and six strangers. Uh, what do you guys think of that? Do you think that's a good idea? Do you think that that is kind of a, a, a gimmick? I can think of some pros and cons. I think one of the pros for me would be that um, no one really knows the games. So you have a level playing field there. You, you know, it, as a fighting game player, I know how much it sucks when you go around someone's house and they're like, oh, let's play this game. And they pop it in and and it's like, oh, wow, you spent 40 hours playing this game and this is my first. And you just don't stand a chance. On the other hand, I'm not sure if I want to, want to play with um, just complete strangers. I love playing games with people present, hence why I love the arcade so much. I love the, uh, the experience of actually playing with real people, even if it's competitively, because, uh, yeah, so it's something different about, you know, couch co-op and all those kind of things. Um, what do you guys think of the other one as well, this zero latency thing, which is a kind of freeform virtual reality zombie shooter? So you've got VR sets on, you've got these kind of haptic feedback vests on, you've got light guns, and you kind of run around a warehouse. Uh, and it sounds dangerous, but if everyone's mapped in virtual reality, so you can see where everyone is, then you're not going to run into each other, and you'll be able to see where the kind of limits of the walls are. So it's just this huge empty space that you can run around and shoot stuff in. That one, to me, seems a bit more appealing. I like the idea of like this virtual reality, big space, because that to me is what the arcade used to be. It's something that you can't replicate at home. It's it's an experience. It's something that uh, you can't hope to have at home. You know, nowadays I have my arcade stick, I have a kick-ass computer, and you know, a PS4. So I'm kind of running any the, the cutting edge of games, and I've got a stick if I need to. So there's no real kind of reason for me to go to an arcade other than my passion for it. But, um, yeah, this kind of new age VR kind of thing really excites me. And I, I've said it before, but Kid Chameleon. Someone needs to make the Kid Chameleon VR game. Because that is literally the story of Kid Chameleon. Is A new game comes to like the carnival to town. Uh, kids go missing when they go inside it. And then one kid is too tough to beat. He goes in because he's really tough, you know, because he's got his, his jeans and his white <laughs> white T-shirt and his sunglasses and his, his gelled back hair. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm 90s. I'm too cool. I'm too cool to beat. Um, and then he becomes a samurai. So um, <laughs> I think that's the story of Kid Comedian, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what you guys are saying in the chat room. Jamie says, this is seeming like VR is going to be around a lot longer. Yeah, and I think VR uh, as like a public kind of um, experience might help sell them at home. I imagine that if VR does take off, we'll be having the same conversations as we do about the arcade now, which is, it was really great when you could go out and you could play these games with people, but now you just play it, you know, at home, you know, the, the headsets cost 50 quid and it's like cutting edge visuals or whatever. you got an on, omni uh, kind of, what are those things called where you stand in like a treadmill but it's a, it's a multi-directional, om omnidirectional Tre treadmill yeah. something like that anyway uh, Fosgraph says uh, that that even if just like possibility of VR House of the Dead though oh man that would be so good that would be amazing here's a question though, would you want House of the Dead VR to be on rails still or would you rather it be a kind of run around a warehouse style thing you know but yeah can you imagine fighting the magician or something in in virtual reality in a warehouse with your mates 
Now that would be a hell of an experience. You know, I'd pay, I'd pay money for that. And guess what? You will pay money for this because it is fairly expensive to actually play one of these things. The zero latency one is $88, which I assume is Australian dollars, which might mean that's about $44. I'm not sure about the conversion rate. I literally just made that number up. So if someone could find out the conversion rate, 88 Australian dollars to play that. So um, Casey says, I'm not sold on VR yet. I don't think the time has come. Interesting. So does that mean uh, you think that it, it, it might take off uh, five years down the line? Or do you think it's never going to stick? Is it a fad? Because I am leaning towards more the faddy side. However, we just got a VR headset for one of, my, one of our mobile phones, me and my wife. And uh, I've really enjoyed playing it, but I, what I will say is we've played it a hell of a lot less this week than we have previous weeks. That might be because of the holiday or whatever, but yeah, there you go. Okay, so uh, Fostograph says 88 Australian dollars is apparently around 50 great British pounds. Um, so yeah, thanks for that. 50 pounds? See, uh, would I spend 50 pounds on an experience like that? You know what? I might do. I might do. Uh, depends. I'm just trying to work out how much I would pay for paintballing now, how much paintballing is, because I think paintballing is about that, that size. And, you know, you don't get hit with massive rubber balls flying through the air, which is a, which is a plus in my book at least. Some people like that dangerous stuff, but no, no, not me. Anyway, we'll carry on talking about this, and whilst I play you the next block of music, this block of music I decided um, when I was doing the playlist for the show that we had a nice chilled out block last time. So let's get our dance shoes on, and I mean dance shoes, I mean time to get your glow sticks out and uh, and rave on, because this is a, a fairly high-tempo, dance-tracky kind of block of music right now. So yeah, let's kick this off with a Space Harrier song. Uh, you guess it, it's the Sega Ages version. This is Wee Wee Jumbo, let's do this, you're listening to Club Sega, right here on Radio Sega.
You're listening to Club Sega with I Need Fruit.
There we go. Oh, man, I love that last track. That was really cool. That was Quartet Summer Trance um, over on OC Remix. The remixer was Yuji, as in the letter U, hyphen J-I. J-I, yeah, cool. Uh, before that, we played you Fighting Blossom from Dengunki Bunko, Fighting Climax. And then before that, Wee Wee Jumbo from Space Harrier, Sega Ages. Because you know I'm on that soundtrack at the moment. Absolutely love it. Uh, I even took it on holiday with me and I'm still not bored of it. So there you go. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to scroll a bit further up because I've started to feel a bit sorry for KC. And that's a weird feeling. Right? <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> Stop sending me emails, guys. Jeez, what's wrong with you? Um... <laughs> Oh dear. Right, let's have a little read about um, uh, what people have been talking. So our conversation moved away from interactive theatres, kind of, and into the more VR kind of places. Um, Let's have a look. Uh, Fosgraphs mentioned the price. And then Jamie64326. I've just realised I haven't done an actual rundown of everyone who's been listening today. So so apologies for that. I'm going to do that at the end of the show. But Jamie said, face it, it's the new motion controllers. People loved them at first. Now people can't stand them, despite VR VR being a form of motion controller. So that's an interesting... uh, I can see the parallels there for sure. Motion controls and... uh, Jamie also said that um, the holodeck from the Star Trek uh, E3, I think that was shown, where you were sat in different positions and talking to each other. Apparently, Oculus came out and said they're at least 15 years away. You know, I could argue that Oculus aren't producing that game, so they would have a vested interest in actually uh, putting down that game. But that is an interesting uh, fact. 15 years away, really? That 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 game's 15 years away? Don't believe the number. I, I might believe the actual time. But yeah, um, <laughs> I, I uh, nineteen eighty posted a picture of the hollow deck from Star Trek. So yeah, I mean hollow deck—that's where it's at, guys. Can't wait for a hollow deck to come out. Or, you know, will that be a fad? Who knows? Uh, we were talking about a bit about three D films as well. Um, <laughs> Casey says, do people still watch three D films? Yeah, I, I know, man. I haven't seen a three D film since. What was the last one I saw? Oh man, it was terrible. It was a t- uh, Wrath of the Titans, I think. Wrath of the Titans. Yeah, something like that. Really bad. Um, I will say, though, I saw Avatar in 3D, and that was one of the best cinema-going experiences of my life. So, actually, I was fully sold on 3D after that movie, and then I saw a couple more, and it completely ruined it for me. So, um, I think it's the Wii rule, right? This is what we're going to call it, the Wii rule. Um, if you make something cool that can be used... Don't, you have to teach others how to use it effectively. Otherwise, what you're going to end up is someone bringing out an awesome product like Mary Galaxy or Avatar or whatever the VR equivalent is. Uh, let's say, what, what, what's like the game that's selling VR at the moment? I, I really don't think that. You say Resident Evil 7, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But uh, yeah, basically. Uh, the guy who invents it can make it really great. Uh, Res, yeah, thank you, I1980. Uh, Res is a good, good selling one for it. But then, you know, you don't have anything else. Although, again, Res is a game... See, this is my issue with the whole VR thing. It's a game that has already been made. Resident Evil 7, you don't need VR for. You know, when is a game going to come out and go, you know, this is only for VR. This experience, you know, is going to be something, you know, 
uh, that only can be done in virtual reality. That's kind of what we're waiting for on the edge. Uh, but I'm kind of with Casey. I'm not a huge believer. And I know how dangerous that is saying it on the internet, on a podcast that is going to be like on the website. Uh, so, yeah. I won't say forever because, you know, nothing lasts forever. But you know, hopefully they skip over episode 49 and just go straight to episode 50, which is going to be awesome, guys, I promise. Anyway, let us move on to Virtual Fighter 5, shall we? So, Virtual Fighter 5 is our. <coughs> Coming it off the week. And the productions, the production value of this this uh, show is, is too strong. Anyway, Virtual Fighter 5, a very, very uh, awesome game, very close to my heart. Virtual Fighter being one of the best 3D fighters, in my opinion. Uh, four buttons, that's all you need, four buttons. Punch, kick, and throw. There you go, four buttons, punch, kick, and throw. Um, I can count, you know. I was thinking block was a button. I'm thinking of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, uh, love Virtual Fighter 5. One of my favourite favourite games, uh, fighting games. Uh, I had it for the 360 actually, but when I went to Japan, I played it in Club Sega. Um, so that's why it's very very uh, dear to me. It's the uh, arcade game that I played when I went over to Japan. Uh, I believe when I went over, it was in 2006. So it, it, they were running version B in the Japanese arcades. But um, for those who don't know, Virtual Fighter is an arcade fighting game series, and it's the sequel to Virtual Fighter 4. Final turn, turned. There you go. Uh, the original version was released on the Sega Lindbergh arcade system board, and for you guys who are interested, the Sega Lindbergh uh, was an interesting one because it was actually running a version of Linux. Um, but they had initially planned to use Microsoft's Xbox 360 as the basis for the arcade board. Uh, this is of a, at the time where Sega were thinking a bit more savvy with their arcade technology and things had flipped around, obviously console gaming ruled the roost. Um, so they decided that it would be better to base the 360 uh, kind of board so they could easily port games over to it. So for example, releasing Virtual Fighter 5 into the arcades, they could be like, you know what, let's port it over to the Xbox 360. However, <laughs> However, they didn't do that, which would have been a really good idea. Uh, they Instead, they op, uh, opted for architecture that was based on standard PC hardware. And according to Sega's AM2 president, Hiroshi Katotoa, uh, porting Lindbergh titles such as Virtual Fighter 5 to Sony's PlayStation 3 was actually easier than porting it to the 360 because the Lindbergh and free PS3 used uh, GPU used by the same company, NVIDIA. So there you go, a little fact for you. Um, they could have they could have gone for the 360 and made porting easier, but no, alas, they went with PS well the Nvidia chip, which meant it's easier for PS3, which is why um, I'm not sure, but I think the best port um, is the PS3 port of Virtual Fighter 5. But yeah, jury's out on that. I have no 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 uh, no idea. Aside from the standard Limburg as well, Limburg uh, Yellow, they actually developed a Limburg Red and Limburg Blue. Um, they uh, they were basically just different um, cards, uh, graphic cards, plumped in there. But anyway, let's go back to Virtual Fighter 5. The reason why I love Virtual Fighter 5 so much is um, that it's super, super uh, pure in terms of 3D fighting. Uh, you can't really get any purer. You've got um, great cast of characters. I love the characters, and uh, especially Virtual Fighter 5. But most of the Virtual Fighter games 
are famously extremely well balanced. Unlike other fighting games where you have a tier list and some uh, characters are just so much better than other characters, due to the kind of strong fundamentals of this game, no one character really is uh, much better than another. Fair enough, like Jeffrey, who's deemed kind of low, and then um, Eileen or something, or um, or Kira, who's kind of up the top. There is slight difference, and obviously playing Jeffrey is harder to pick up. But um, but in general, you know. Yes. Uh, Jamie said, didn't that contain Dead or Alive characters, or am I thinking of DOA 5? Yeah, that's right, um, uh, Jamie, it's the other way around. DOA 5 actually featured some uh, Virtual Fighter 5 characters. Uh, I believe they featured Sarah Bryan in it, as well as maybe another, I'm not sure. Casey says, Sean D for the win. Yes, that drunken... Drunken Kung Fu, gotta love Drunken Kung Fu. Uh, Sean's stage of Virtual Fighter 5 is awesome. It's just a big raft that's just hurtling down a stream, and then you've just got this old guy getting drunk trying to fight you on it. Very, very cool. Um, uh, Akira and Sarah, that's right, yes. Oh, and maybe Jackie, Casey says. Jackie might have been in it. Uh, oh, Maxie's here. Hey, what, what up, Maxie? Uh, welcome. <laughs> um, he says, sorry I'm late to the uh, conversation. There are a few good experiences for the HTC Vive. Um, and yes, he's. I've been reading good things about the Vive. Um, but that's what they are, experiences. Not much reason to play more than an hour at a time. It's very interesting. That's kind of the thing that I, I, I was um, agreeing with as well. Is um, At the moment, we only have experiences, you know. We really need a game. Um, and yeah, <laughs> hello, Maxi. Finally find the Discord channel. So welcome. Welcome to Club Sega. Um... Mikhail said uh, <laughs> that he's sure I am the best virtual fighter player here in Radio Sega. I would be destroyed if I battle him. Well, you know, I don't want to brag, but my uh, my my um my Kira is pretty cool. Uh, I have a half decent cage, and um, I am a bit of a scrub, and I play Lau a lot as well because Lau is like punch, punch, kick. Yes, big combo, big damage. Got it. Um, Akira, Pi, and Sarah for Jamie. Nice, nice. Uh, let me know if you have any favourite characters and whatnot, and I will play some music from the game right now. So we're going to kick things off with one of my favourite tracks from the game. This is Statues. This is Akira's theme. Um, then we're going to move up to The Great Wall, which is Lau's, my other character's theme. Ah, Vanessa. Great character. Really cool. We'll talk a bit about Vanessa when we come back after this music break. But for now, enjoy Statues. You're listening to Club Sega right here.
It's not about how many games you play. It's what you play well. You're listening to Club Sega with I Need Fruit.
was a really abrupt end there, but <laughs> there we go. Cut it. Cut cut it out. There we go. That was City. That was Jackie's theme. And before that, we played you Waterfalls, Vanessa's theme, and then Great War, Lau, and then to kick off the top of that block of music, we played you some statues, of course, from Akira. So yeah, Vanessa's a really interesting character in the Virtual Fighter series. I love it. She has two stances, and anyone who plays fighting games might be familiar with certain kinds of stances. Uh, I really love hers because one's super defensive and the other's like full-on rushdown attack. And she can, you can flip it on the fly. Or, you know, I know some people who literally just go, you know what, I'm just going to stick to this style. I like this style, and I'm just going to play it like that. So, yeah, very, very cool. Um, Shun as well, for anyone who's not, uh, not clear on... Uh, the drunken um, kung fu thing really great he has a move in the game where he takes a swig from his flask of whatever sake or whatever he's drinking um, sake is that racist do they all drink sake no I don't know <laughs> um, but yeah he unlocks moves the drunk he gets the redder his face goes and the more his move list grows and the longer his combos are extended and very very cool character love it um, there is one character actually from Virtual Fighter 5 that um that isn't in Virtua Fighter 5, the kind of first game, but then appears in um, Virtua Fighter 5R and Virtua Fighter 5 show, Final Showdown. And that's uh, Taka Arashi, who's the sumo wrestler. Um, very interesting character. You don't often see sumo wrestlers uh, in 3D fighting games, at, uh, at least. And you obviously have E Hondo in. Uh, but he is really interesting character to play against. You know, I'm not really a big fan, so I've never picked him up. And when I was in Japan, um, there was a guy playing him. And my God, like, you know, I saw the Sumo Wrestler, I was like, that's got to be a joke character. You can't have a Sumo Wrestler in a 3D fighting game. Come on, guys, what are you playing at? Man, like, what was so cool about him is every time he hit you with his palms and his feet came down, it shook the screen. So it looked like there was so much weight behind his blows. And then he was like, he had like one, two, three hand slap combos and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, for those of you wondering how good I am at Virtual Fighter, just let's just say that I once beat one of my friends um, playing Virtual Fighter whilst I was on the phone to someone else. And if you think that's impressive, then listen to this. When I went to Japan, I won one game out of 30. So, so you know <laughs> that I'm I'm the boss of my student digs I was living in. But as soon as I went to anywhere remotely <laughs> popular where the guy guys played the actual game, I got my ass handed to me. So, <laughs> there you go. You can make up your mind on how good I am. You know, I still think I'm pretty good. There was a point where, I'm not going to lie, um, some guy beat me so badly, I considered uh, not playing games ever again. <laughs> You know, the worst thing about fighting games is when you lose and you have no clue why someone's why someone beat you. And it hurts when you've put in, say, 40, 60, 100 hours into a fighting game and you really, really love it. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, oh, Maxi said, that one victory wasn't against a local, was it? Well, it was it like, oh, no, oh, crap, I've just remembered who I won against. It was It was an American... It was another tourist. Oh, that's that makes it even worse. That's terrible. Oh, my whole life. You know what? I might actually uh, quit games now. Now I think about it. 
That's a boy. Max, he's like, ha! Yeah, it was a tourist. It was a tourist. I, I, I came close to beating some Japanese players, but... Um, but then, I've told this story before, I actually was doing really well, and, like, I was holding my own, you know, losing, but only just. And then lunchtime came, and uh, I realised that, because I, I was jet-lagged, I got to Akihabara at, like, uh, 9 in the morning. So I was playing games at 9 in the morning. Uh, still losing, but... Um, yeah, lunchtime hit, loads of business guys showed up in their suits and promptly uh, destroyed me and made me question what it is to be a gamer. What it is to be a man, in fact. <laughs> anyway, let's um, <laughs> let's move on. Jamie says Japan is king of the arcades. Yes, they are. Yes, they are indeed. It's still a very much uh, uh, an acceptable thing to go to the arcades with your friends over there. Casey's posted a video of sumo wrestling I hope the thumbnail was a bit suspicious so yeah be careful when you click on that I wouldn't trust that shifty Casey um, <laughs> anyway we've been talking about Japan so hopefully you'll forgive me for playing a Vocaloid track um, I listened to this today and I was feeling this one uh, I won't be afraid to admit but don't worry if you don't like Vocaloids I've got two more songs to back you up on the end of this talk bed for now let's get our Miku on and play some deep sea girl. You're listening to Cop Sega right here on Radio Yeah. 
It's not about how many games you play. It's what you play well. You're listening to Club Sega with I Need Fruit.
is it for the show tonight. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. That was Technopathetic uh, E-Pop and Disco 80s mix from Ollie King. Um, and I feel so cool when I listen to that track. I love it. I sound like a robot. Okay, I think I've just lost all my coolness. Damn. Had a bit of coolness, but just just a fleeting moment there. And, uh, yeah, no luck, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, before that, we played you in the lead, NASCAR Arcade uh, from NASCAR Robin Racing. And then before that, Deep Sea Girl, Hatsu Miko uh, Project Diva Arcade. And it's Miko's birthday, ninth birthday today, so happy birthday. Um, I know that... Um, let's scroll up and see. Uh, yeah, the Bowser Knight, uh, Jordan, uh, said he was feeling that uh, Miko track. So, awesome, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, nice to know that when I play music, people people enjoy it. So it's always always good. Oh, I'm a little quiet again. See, this is what I'm talking about. About about um. Oh, that's weird. Can someone let me know if that's like really weird? Well, I'm doing levels live. This is a uh, the pinnacle of radio. I know. I'll just do this. Dunk. Okay, that should be a bit better now. Should be a bit better. Um, <laughs> II1980 is just posting. I see. Um, so there you go. A lot of people call me Jordan, lol. Is it actually Jordan or is it Jordan? Jordan? <laughs> or is it the Bowser Knight? Uh, who knows, who knows. Anyway, um, we have finished the show for tonight. So thank you um, everyone for tuning in tonight. Uh, sorry again that I wasn't around for the last two weeks. You know, guys got a holiday. Guys got to go out there and explore the world sometimes. So yeah, um, I've had a... Um, a brilliant time. Uh, oh, Jay Tendon? Jay Tendon? Oh, of course it's Jay Tendon. Of course it is. Jay Tendon. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> uh, we solved the mystery. Anyway, let, uh, speaking of people's names, let's go down and say uh, thank you to everyone who's tuned in tonight. Thank you to KC, II1980, and when it was you, uh, let's go. SPK. Uh, Foster Graf, Jamie six four three two six, Maxi, hello Maxi, uh, Mikael twenty four D, hello, uh, Music Clues tuned in, Rafsi, Rexy, uh, have I missed anyone out? Am I being really really mean? Of course, Twinny, the man, the myth, legend, and the Bowser Knight, or you know, J Tendon, J J Tendon, oh dear, J Tendon, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm completely lost to that now. Have I left anyone out? Nope. Good. Okay, cool. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And I must stress that next week is our 50th episode. So, do tune in for that because uh, we'll have fun, games, party. I'll have some giveaways, um, all sorts of stuff. And talking of next week, there is the return of the Manic Monday Show. So yes, make sure you tune in on Monday for Casey's debut of season two. Um, we're gonna have crazy uh, talking about competitions and stuff. Say my name sounds like it's gonna be super interesting this season. Uh, not just clues, but audio clues, visual clues, all sorts of clues, music clues. Huh? You see, you see what I said there? Music clues. <laughs> Shout out to music clues. Um, so it's my 50th episode on Wednesday, the season two premiere of. Uh, Manic Monday show on Monday as well as all the other great shows we have you know Chart Shopping Show Sega Mixer Drive 
and um, all that goodness, head over to radiosega.net forward slash shows if you want to check out what we are doing. Um, touch clues? Hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, so let's end the show, shall we? In uh, the only way that I can anymore, I'm afraid. Um, that Six Day Sounds remix of Afterburner on Wings of Steel. It's too strong, guys. It's too strong. I, I, I don't know if I can ever do an episode not playing this track anymore because it literally gets better every time I hear it. So, <laughs> so, one last time. Thank you all for tuning in. You've been awesome. This has been Club Sega, and this is a tune. Goodbye.
Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.